0: Hello and welcome to episode 19 of The Moving Curve. I am Rukmini, a data journalist who lives in Chennai. Every night on this minicast, I examine one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight, I am considering this question. Should we trust the mathematical models that show that India's lockdown prevented over 800,000 new cases? It's day 73 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India and we are reporting 8,447 cases with 273 deaths. When the pandemic began to truly take off, epidemiologists and mathematicians began to develop models to estimate the possible trajectory of the virus, the number of cases and deaths likely by different dates, modelled for different possible interventions and also related to health infrastructure availability. The government was quick to dismiss them. At more than one press conference, representatives of India's Union Health Ministry and the Indian Council for Medical Research dismissed them out of hand. Here's the ICMR's head scientist, Dr. Raman Ganga Kheedkar, calling them doomsday predictions that journalists should ignore at the daily press briefing on March
1: 26th. <laughs> मॉडलिंग करते हुए मैंने अगर अजम्पशंस यानी जब मालूम नहीं है कुछ चीज तो मैं मनमर्जी आए दो चार एक्सपर्ट से बात करूंगा और एक नंबर पिक करूंगा और उसे मॉडलिंग करवाने की कोशिश करूंगा क्या मॉडलिंग सही होता है बहुत सारी बार मॉडलिंग गलत जाता है ये मॉडलिंग की तरफ मत देखो लोग तो डूम्सडे प्रेडिक्टर्स बहुत होते हैं आपको मैं एक ही विश्वास दिलाना चाहता हूं हम have समझे कि आज steps हमने स्टेप्स नंबर आगे बढ़ना मुश्किल है आप तो करोड़ों की बात करना, ये तो मेरे को...
0: Flash forward to yesterday when Health Secretary Lava Garwal had this bit of a word salad to say at the Daily Press
1: Conference. If we lockdown containment, statistical rate of growth based analysis. है? जिसको कि मैं फिर आप लोगों को हाईलाइट करना चाहूंगा कि ये कोई आईसीएमआर की स्टडी नहीं है ये केवल स्टैटिस्टिकल अंडरस्टैंडिंग है जिसके द्वारा हमें देखा कि अगर हम कोई एक्शन ना लेते हो तो शायद जिस तरह से बढ़ रहे थे, तो 41% की ग्रोथ रेट से क्यूम्युलेटिव ग्रोथ रेट से 8.2 lakh cases रिपोर्ट होते और उसी के तहत अगर हम लोग जो हमारा लॉकडाउन से पहले की स्थिति है उसमें हमने देखा कि हमारा ग्रोथ रेट ऑफ केसेस करीब जो है 28.9% रिकॉर्ड हुआ तो उसके तहत शायद हमारे 1.2 लाख केसेस 15 अप्रैल तक हम रीच कर पाएंगे और उसके कंपैरिजन में देखें तो अब हम लॉकडाउन और कंटेनमेंट मेजर्स जैसे कि इससे पहले भी बताया गया है कि हमारी ट्विन एक तरफ हम और तो इन दोनों मेजर्स को जब हमने 25 मार्च से लेना शुरू किया है तो हम लोगों ने देखा है कि केसेस में काफी कमी महसूस की गई है तो अगर आप आज के इस एनालिसिस करके समझें तो आज जब हमारे पास 7447 cases, हैं तो शायद लॉकडाउन नहीं होता और हम उसी रेट ऑफ ग्रोथ ऑफ केसेस से जूझ रहे होते तो हमारे शायद 45000 cases. हुए होते और इसी तरह से अगर हम कोई भी ना लेते तो शायद हम 2
0: he lost me by the end of it, but a chat helpfully provided by the government, which I have pasted in the medium piece, tries to make this point a bit more clearly. If cases had grown by a compound growth rate of 41% like in Italy, we'd have had over 8.2 lakh cases by now. And if cases had grown at the pre-lockdown rate of 28.9%, we'd have had 1.25 lakh cases. Instead. We are likely to have just eight or 9,000 cases by April 15th, which, the government says, shows the success of the lockdown. Let's get to that success part later. Let's talk about the models first. Gautam Menon, the professor of physics and biology at Ashoka University, whom I spoke to in episode 17 on testing, had a terrific piece in the wire asking if we should believe what the models say. I have linked to the piece and it does a great job of describing the four chief models that have been developed so far, their methods and assumptions and their merits and flaws. If you haven't read much about models so far, Let me just tell you from the piece that 3 out of 4 of the models describe their assumptions and data sources quite well and what they do is to essentially look at what we know from other countries about how the virus interacts with people, add in a little bit about what we know about the health and demographics of India and come up with estimates for how it could spread. When you look at all of that detail, the health ministry's early dismissal seem really quite unfair. Professor Menon's main criticism however is this. These models do not have enough important local data that we need.
2: So now we've had the Chinese experience, Italian experience, French experience, and now the US experience to inform us about parameters of the disease, the the nature of progression through the disease, different stages of the disease. All of this is information that has come in now. So now I think about the disease itself, we know a fair amount. Mm -hmm. What we know less about is... The different social situations in which it manifests. For example, do, how fast it's communicated between people right. is very much a function of the interaction between people, social context, population densities, networks.
0: Mm-hmm. These
2: can differ from country to country.
0: Right. And
2: in a sense, this, these are questions that every country will have to answer for itself.
0: Right.
2: Models are not static. They right. keep changing as we get more and more information. As we learn new things. We may learn new things about the disease. We learn right. new things about the spread. We may learn how better how to describe Indian situations. For example, Dharavi yeah. is very different from an upmarket suburb in Chennai or very different from, you know, from, from um, um, Sudhan Singh Park in Delhi, for example. Right. So how local situations and nature of, of social interactions that lead to the transfer of infection from an infected person to a susceptible person These are things that we will learn, we will have to customize for different parts of the country and then come up with even more local predictions that might be useful rather than have one single countrywide prediction.
0: If those are the things that the health ministry would like to collaborate with epidemiologists and modelers on, that would be a great direction to move in. Instead, the government's belated embrace of models is just plain shoddy. That graph is just a simple numerical exercise, with none of the demographic and epidemiological assumptions that went into the others. Of course a lockdown is going to produce fewer cases in a linear or exponential progression than without a lockdown, even the models predicted that. For me, this is the real doomsday prediction, that we ignore evidence when it seems to sound like things might go badly, and then we borrow the barest of its bones to make government measures sound successful. This isn't to say that they aren't successful. It's just to say that their statistical underpinnings are weak. Thank you for listening. This episode was edited by Anand Krishnamurti. Tomorrow, a new question.